All right, Jeffrey Grossenbach at RailsConf Europe 2007, speaking with the legendary Christian Newkirken, visionary Ruby veteran. Now, I was talking to you last night, and you said you even even you haven't even used Rails much recently, and yet you're yeah. here at RailsConf. Why? Yeah, I've I've been using Rails a long time ago when it first was released, but I didn't really have to do the kind of applications Rails is good for, which is like data entry and and discrete stuff. And I had very special web needs, so. I couldn't use Rails, and I didn't consider it very interesting at the uh, beginning, but it has gained a lot of momentum in the meantime. And so lately, I finished school and had some small Rails jobs doing, so I had to learn, really learn this time the the framework and get some stuff done. And it's a great opportunity just to meet and talk with people and yeah. socialize. Was it- Staying on the website of things, recently you've been working on Rack, and yeah. I have to admit, I have it. I know about Rack. Okay. People are excited about it, but I don't even yeah. know what it is. Well, Rack is actually a very simple thing. It's um, a kind of specification on how you can uh, wrap up web applications in Ruby. Uh, because if everyone was using Rails, there would be no problem. Like you just download the Rails application and run it. But um, people want to use other frameworks as well. They have camping applications and they have old CGI scripts. And there is no, um, there's a limitation of what web servers you can use. For example, with camping, um, actually camping supports all of these. But every new f- web framework you you would like to write or uh, needs to support all these web servers from fast CGI support to to Mongrel or Webrick. And so I've decided to kind of make a unified API, which is very simple. It's actually everything down to one method call. So uh, the essential REC specification is you have an object, which is the application in some state. And it, um, you call the method call on it and pass the CGI environment, which is like requests environment in, in Rails. And then it returns an array which contains the HTTP status, um, the, the set of headers for the reply, and, and the actual body. And you can wrap up everything with this. And the actually nice thing is that it's totally decoupled from, uh, from, from the web. There is no sockets going on, um, and nothing like that. And the really nice thing is that you can write applications which take other applications as arguments and pass on or do some style of routing at this level already. Or, um, for example, uh, yesterday we heard about, uh, on the Twitter talk, we heard about um, benchmarking Rails, and he used a filter to, to add the timings to the, to the HTML document. So you would just write uh, a new rack application, which takes the actual application as a parameter, then calls it itself with the arguments passing on, and, and benchmarks that, and then modifies the results, and adds these additional information. So rack could run, even simultaneously run many of these yeah. different kinds of applications, it's doing similar that. interface. And it's very lightweight, so we have like... 8,000 requests per second for a very simple rack um, application with just hello world. 
And every Ruby Lambda can be in the rack application. That's why I choose the call method. So, yeah. The actual inspiration for this is um, from Python. Yeah, the, I was going to ask WSGI or the other. Yeah, exactly. They have WSGI. Similar? And I looked uh, at the specification and simplified it a bit even more and made it more Rubyish. So essentially, it's WSGI for for Python, and it's very popular among Python circles. And almost every real um, Python framework or Python application has WSGI support. Now, I have to think that could make it a little bit easier to test applications as well. Yeah, if they have a standard is, interface is, like that, really you is. just... Um, to, test, um, to test REC itself, I wrote um, um, a REC um, mock-up uh, requester. So you actually can test your applications without going through HTTP sockets and just, just call the message, which is a large speed-up. Recently, you, uh, or not recently, a while ago, I think Mike Clarks or Chad Fowler, someone said, hey, write blog about all the gems you use, and yeah. you said, I don't use any. Yeah, that's true. On my main development box, I don't use gems. I actually have the gem source downloaded and ready for, for reading, and I actually needed to make the gems itself, but I don't use gems for package, package, for package management. Yeah, well, that's... That's a kind of long story. Okay. I used to be a um, proponent of the almost forgotten RPA. Do you know it? Was that for Ruby? Yeah, it was so Ruby like production. RPMs, but yeah, it was like Debian for Ruby. So we had like advanced packaging system with quality control and, and lots of advanced stuff, but it never really um, read. Never got that popular as we wished for, and then in the end it died because of lacking manpower. There essentially was one guy behind it, which is Mauricio, uh, Mauricio Fernandez. Yeah, the batsman. Yeah. So are there major features that you feel are missing in Ruby Gems, or it's just the whole design that doesn't yeah, work with I, the way you want to write applications? I, um, I notice um, slowdown when, when you have lots of, of gems and, and want to require some files so I don't like there are yeah. there are um, kind of issues which have been outstanding for a long time for example there is no support to um, have configuration files or there's no storage so you can't make gem install them to etc correct me if I'm wrong send a mail but that's the latest state so yeah well, good. I won't be surprised if in a few months we see a Ruby no. Gem alternative Actually, from Christian yeah, Newkirk and or uh, no. not maybe not. That from me. No packaging. No. Okay. Well, can't get too far without asking about the tumble log. Okay. You invented yeah. it. I invented Other the tumble log. Other people took it up. Yeah. Now there are even uh, entire yeah. sites dedicated yeah, yeah. to helping people start their own little I know tumble of logs. At least two sites which allow you to host tumble logs. Which is Tumblr, and there's a new one which is called Soap.io. And yeah, so Tumblr logging has reached the masses by now. Did you have, when you started Tumblr logging, yeah. you didn't even come up with the name, right? No, or I didn't come up with the name. the name. 
did you just think, hey, here's how I would like to blog? Yeah. There's no software well, doing had, it, or did you think yeah. this will be useful to other people? No, no software never been a problem for me because I wrote my blog system myself as well. <laughs> and yeah, I noticed I had I uh, I find lots of interesting stuff surfing the web, and I had no idea where to put it to because yeah. You tell it on IRC channels, and you annoy the people which want to stay on topic. And so I decided to just make a site and put everything I find on there. And that's essentially the the beginning of the Tumblr movement. Now I have to admit, it's hard for me to read a lot of Tumblr logs because yeah, there are so many too. posts. Yeah. The quality varies, and yet, yeah. do you it's have really any hard. advice for aspiring Tumblr log uh, yeah. authors? No. Um, the most important thing is to make it a daily routine, because if yeah, if you have a very low traffic time block, it probably could work. But if you have like two links a day, it's 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 kind of boring for the readership. And yeah, so most time blocks don't last longer than than a few weeks in my experience. But yours has been going on for a couple of years. Mine's mine is going on for two. Uh, one and a half year, I think. No, two and a half year. Has to be longer than yeah. 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 We had yeah. It's it's the end of March or the uh, started. Yeah. Well, right over here, uh, Asla Kalasoy and I just talked to David Chalimsky, but uh, I'll try to protect you during this next question, which is test spec. You yeah. came up with a behavior type type framework for yeah. test unit. Yeah. Simple, plug it in, use it in your existing test unit test. Yeah, well, test spec is not actually that old. Um, I've been at last year's Eurico, uh, yeah, European RailsConf, and there has been a talk about testing JavaScript, and someone came up with a BDD-like API for JavaScript, and I really, really liked that API. So when I was home, I decided to write it myself, and I knew of RSpec, but um, at that time it was kind of flaky, or or they, they changed lots of stuff there, and it didn't use test unit. And I had like lots of test unit tests, so I decided to make it uh, on top of test unit, and uh, so I could use all the infrastructure from test unit. And yeah. So do you like? Currently, there's an actual file in RSpec you can just require within a test unit test, and uh, you get all the matchers and the should this and should not. Yeah. Do you feel like that gives the kind of same kind of functionality you're trying to achieve, or is it still valuable for people to check out test spec if they're using well, test, test spec? Unit? Has some kind of nice features like um, you have a um, uh, test unit runner which generates like RSpec. Output, which is Backdocs, is a Java name for it, and there's um, extended runner for for test. Well, most um, test spec improvement work for plain test unit as well. So you could even um, use test unit and use shit. So that's no problem, and you can mix and match everything. And yeah. Well, finally, you live 
in Germany. Yeah, I'm What's living your, in the south of Germany. The south of Germany. What's your impression of the German ruby community? Is it growing? Yeah. Israel's making an impact. There are lots of, of Germans using ruby now. And, yeah. Um, we're, like, having a European ruby conference, which is Eurico, which... Coming up to November? Yeah, it's on the 10th and 11th November this year. In, in Vienna. But it's in Vienna. The last three times it's been in Germany, and I've... No, the last four times... And I've been there like twice, and it's constantly growing, if not at a very big rate, but that's maybe because it's pretty underground. Um, yeah, but there are lots of, of Ruby people, and there are lots of Rails people now. So there are some quite popular sites, German sites done in Rails. So this is defini definitely growing. Well, thank you, and I'll definitely okay. be looking, reading your blog and yeah. your blog. Okay. Look at what else, else you are producing. You're welcome. Sponsored by Peep Code Screencasts, there's a new PDF called Rails Code Review, and the three-part RSpec series is now done. Find it all at peepcode.com.